Welcome, folks, to another episode of That Anita Live. I'm Anita, your host, and today I have with me an expert in personal finance and life organization. Money is the number one cause of stress among adults in America. However, we continue to buy items we don't need. Mm -hmm. Today, my guest is Anna Gottfried. Yes. Anna, why is it that we continue to buy items we do not need? It's, I mean, if you can think about the storage units, Anita, all over, it's like, they're like 7-Elevens now because people are buying, too, we have too much stuff, too much stuff and, it's, and we don't need it. It's, it's just impulsive buying. And the, you know, you go in the store, you really don't, you say you have, you have a little list, a little, you're getting three items and you come out with 50. You just in there and it's impulsive, it's that impulsive buying, that shopping that people do. Mm -hmm. That's how we accumulate so much stuff that we don't need. Because the New York Times report, rep, the New York Times reported mm -hmm. that one out of every ten Americans rent off-site storage, mm. and the fastest-growing segment of the commercial real estate industry over the past four decades is storage units. Is sto and I didn't even know you were going to ask say that. <laughs> they're, I'm telling you, they're like 7-Elevens on every corner, and that's a shame. It's, it's really sad. We have got, we have to stop this buying. So what is it within us that makes us want, desire, or require so much stuff? Well, you know, in today's society, we think that we're going to miss out. We have to have the latest and the greatest, even though we don't need it. It's really a mindset. It's a condition of the mind. And if that mindset doesn't become renewed and, you know, refocused and you know, stop focusing on what really is important. You know, there's a list. There's things that you need. There's things that you want. Okay. Yeah, and a lot. Yeah. There's a difference in a want and it's a need. It's a difference in a want and a need. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, and I tell people, take, take, a, take your time out. Go on YouTube or somewhere. Look at some of these un other countries that don't have half as much as we do. You know, as a matter of fact, the stuff in the storage units, we need to send overseas. Or somewhere that, pe you know, the people that have lack, Less, they would yeah, love yeah, to have what we have. Because yeah. it also reported that 25% of people with two car garages don't have room to park their cars in the garage. And that is so sad. We'll talk about later about how I am, I do professional organizing. Mm -hmm. I do garages. And one, a lot of the clients that call me for their garages is because they want to park their car in the garage. And they can't because it's too cluttered. So when you begin to go through the items in the garage and pull things out, what is packed in there? Everything. What do you find? Oh my goodness. You need garage? well, first of all, you need gloves. Because <laughs> you're gonna see stuff in there that's <laughs> dust accumulated. Okay. Because they haven't seen and it, and I'll pull out a uh, electric some kind of blender or something. Oh, I've been looking for that thing. <laughs> That's what it, you know, yes. this is my client right, talking. Right, right, Oh my goodness, Anita, I could, I could tell you some stories. Oh, best friends, <laughs> family pictures. Everything, everything is, whatever you, you name it, if they can store it in that garage, it was in there. Yeah, money is <laughs> the number one cause of stress. Yeah. And the Wall Street Journal reported that Americans spend $1.2 trillion 
annually in non-essential goods. That, <laughs> something's wrong with that picture. We really, um, and mm -hmm. as a country, we really need to take another look at that. And then you wonder why people are dying because of stress. It happens because, first of all, you need to look at your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the things that's, you know, you probably talk about it later in my book, mm -hmm. is your environment, if you have a lot going on in your mind, yeah. you know, you're stressed out, you're bogged out, you, you're thinking too much, it appears in your surroundings. Uh, you can, te you can tell the to, difference. It makes to concentrate and focus oh, and, absolutely. and get things done. Absolutely. You cannot focus clearly with a cluttered environment. It, it's not happening. And $1.2 that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of money. Absolutely. So if money stresses us out because we don't have it or we don't have good control of it, right. management, good management is. of it. Right. But yet we continue to, is that medicinal? Is that the reason that we go out and we purchase non-essential goods, well, items we don't it's called need? a habit. Okay. It's, it's a habit. It's what I do. I mean, you have people that just, like I said, the shopping impulse, mm -hmm. impulsive shoppers. Yes. They're just, it's, for some of them, they think it's therapeutic or, and again, it's just a habit. But guess what? Habits can be broken. Okay. And we have got to break that habit. I read that clutter, all of the accumulation of non-essential goods, affects our financial situation because we continually buy things we already have. Yes. To make up for the fact that we can't find it. Does that make any sense? <laughs> that, that, that's just like, <laughs> what? And on top of this, Anita, we're buying outside of our budgets that we don't even have. Again, as a financial advisor, that's one of the, that's one of my babies. I guess now would be a bad time <laughs> to mention that I have a storage unit. <laughs> I guess, I guess now is not the time to mention that. Oh, well, you know, so, it is what it is. Psychology. It can be helped. It can be helped. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'll take mm -hmm. your word for it. And right. I'll keep the storage unit kind of as my security blanket. For what? <laughs> Psychology Today reported <laughs> that we we don't have financial papers organized. So bills get lost causing late fees, which mm -hmm. affects us financially. Mm -hmm. Buying items or we already have but can't find affects us financially. It also mentions that clutter, mm -hmm. our collection of non-essential goods, mm -hmm. constantly sends signals to our brain that our work is never done. And that's why a lot of us feel exhausted all the time. Yes, that, it's, it's mental after a while. Um, even with my clients, um, I'll, I'll segue into that. There's three types of clients. Okay. There are those that just don't have a clue of what to do. You just don't have the skill set. That's one. Okay. The other client is those clients that just, I don't have the time. I'm busy, I'm not a real messy person, but I just don't have the time and I need some extra hands. And the third type of client is the mental. And that's usually when you get into the hoarders. You seen the show? <laughs> yes. They're out there and it's, it's really sad. It's on a serious note because you're talking about a mental state that is just declining. But again, as you see on the show, they can be helped, but it takes a special person 
with gifted skills to get that person out of that rut. I had, did have a, a client that was a hoarder. And I tell you, Anita, and you know, I hope she's doing okay today. I never did get to see the end all because of other reasons. Mm -hmm. But you could hardly get in her door. You literally had to walk a path in her door to get in. Mm -hmm. And she had these cats, big old cats, right? And you know how they have the little cat thing that they right. jump on? Mm -hmm. So when I finally started, you know, working in her living room to make some space, that's where I started. And the cats, the next time I came, they were so happy to see me. They could jump on their little thing and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but before, but I tell you, before I started, yes. I sat her down and that's when the tears flowed. Because my first question to her was, how did it get like this? Mm -hmm. And that's when she got into, you know, past relationships and she had to go from a three bedroom home to a one bedroom apartment and things of that. And I'm talking about she had stuff to the ceiling. So, yeah. So there's a direct connection between the clutter that we keep around us mm -hmm. and the emotional baggage that we have on the inside. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You just, I mean, it just depends on, so that's why you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what's going on in their life. You know, and a lot of times what's going on, it could be divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, pe some people are needed just, just are not happy. They're not happy because they're single. They're single and want to get married or they married and wish they were single. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> I don't know. So, and it, and it just showed that I don't, I don't want it. They just come in. For example, you come in the door and you throw, you kick off your shoes and you put your keys here and you put your purse there. You take off your jacket and you throw that over there. As you can see, the name of my book is what? Everything needs a home. That's not the home for those items. And it starts there. And it, it is, you will, your whole life will begin to, to feel better just by taking things and putting them where they belong. It sounds tedious and silly, but mentally it helps and it works. So how do you get people to part with their goods? Oh, we have a battle. That they're emotionally it's attached a battle. to. How do you I get bring my to... ruler. Okay. My little 12 inch ruler. Mm -hmm. I may have to tap the hand a little bit. Mm. <laughs> I might have to tap the hand a little bit. Now, my clients. No, hey, you're not tapping a dog's Oh, I, yes, I, I do that work too. Okay. I tap hands. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's all in love. And, and that fun. helps them they, well, separate They them. don't like me at first. Okay. My clients do not like me because I'm going to read that magazine from 1975 one day. No, you're not. No, yes, you're, I am. No, you're not. <laughs> I have. I have two life magazines, one from 1970, one from 1965. Now, if you're keeping those magazines for, you know, to for your grandchildren to make some money I one day or no whatever. I have no idea what those magazines are. Right. See, <laughs> if, it, if it has some historical significance, okay. we can talk about that. So, and there's three pals. I don't know if we can go into that now or not. Mm -hmm. But there's a keep. These are the things we're going to keep. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we are going to give away. Okay. And these are the things that we are going to throw away today. And that's, that's the tough one. Okay. And then the, even the ones that we're giving away, mm -hmm. we're, I might take it with me. Or we, we have, when I come back, that giveaway should be gone. Wow. Because what's going to happen if I leave, they're going to start going back in that giveaway, putting it back <laughs> in the keep, mm -hmm. you see? And eventually we go through the keep file and then we still make three more categories because you don't necessarily need everything in that keep file that you think you need. 
So, so have any of yeah. your clients seen the financial benefit from learning to declutter their lives? You know, I haven't gone back to get like a financial report or anything mm -hmm. like that, I'm, but I'm sure they have. Um, I could tell you a little funny story. I would go back because, you know, this is not a one uh, visit thing for some. Just depends on how much clutter they have. And um, one of the uh, one of my clients, she says, um, honey, that's not the home. That's not the home for that. <laughs> Remember, Anna told it. That's that's not so because it's a family affair. Right. You have to teach the whole family if right. you want to keep this thing in order in your whole household. Wow. Mm -hmm. Clutter distracts us by drawing our attention away from what our focus should be on. Yeah, so it does. So do we use clutter as a, as a distraction intentionally? Well, not intentionally. Clutter is a distraction because you can hide. Literally. I mean, you, you just kind of you just kind of in it. Because one would it's, think that once you go into your house and close the door, you've shut the world out. Right. So even if that space is open and clean. Right. You really don't have to hide within your own home. Exactly. Your home should be your sanctuary. I love going home. It should be it's clear, free, you know, you can think clearly, you can plan accordingly, okay? But when you got a whole bunch of stuff around you, the only thing you're thinking about is, how, when am I going to get started on this? I need to get, and then you, you, you're not even, you're not functional at all. Wow. And every space in your home should be functional to meet your needs. So how do we begin individually? to declutter our lives? Is it best to start with the internal emotional baggage or is it best to start with the outside non-essential goods? I love that they call it non-essential goods. Non-essential, <laughs> that's the key word, it, you don't need it. But it's, 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 essential, it's essential to me, it's essential to me. You, you think that initially, but one, after some time, everything, you have to give yourself time, nothing's overnight, okay? But you think it's essential at the moment, but one, over time, and once we start, you start really decluttering, you're saying, you're saying, I did not need all those necklaces, the same color. Okay, we'll be right back after this message. Never miss a moment. Subscribe to my YouTube channel today at thatanitalive.com forward slash YouTube. Welcome back. I'm here with Anna Godfrey, and Anna is the author of Everything Needs a Home. Now, in addition to being a personal finance specialist, mm -hmm. you're also a life organizer. Yes. And before we went to break, we were talking about emotional baggage connected to clutter. Yeah. How do you begin to, how does an individual begin to set their life to, for everything in it to have a home? Because when you've got a lot of non-essential goods that we feel are essential, mm -hmm. it begins to pile up. Everything doesn't have a one separate spot on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Well, the first thing, the first way I would say a person is to start mm -hmm. is to make that one decision that I need to get this together. I need to get decluttered. It just takes one decision. Mm. And then you have to also tell yourself in this decision, it, I have to know that it's not going to happen overnight because it didn't accumulate overnight. True, true, okay. true. Now, but I understand this is 
in, in internal calling and purpose for you because you have always, <laughs> always been yeah, a neat been an, freak. Yeah. And I got it honest. My mother is a neat freak. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, oh, this is where this come from. We raised when I was raised mm -hmm. and growing up, mm -hmm. our house was immaculate. All the teenagers wanted to hang out over our house. We just, you know, kudos to mom. Uh, but yeah, that's where I got this from. That's where I, I definitely have her gift. And I would go over people's home or, you know, say a family member we're just visiting. And we could be sitting and my mom is talking, everybody's talking, and the coffee table could be here. Mm -hmm. Anita, I'm just sitting there with the magazines. and You know. And this is at the age of? Little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 21, so, you know, this is just a couple <laughs> years ago. So, yeah, okay. I would just, and it, I didn't even know. It was like I had a condition and didn't know it. And over time, I, I, it was just my sister. You read it. You saw in the um, preface on the book. It was Oscar. Remember the odd couple? Mm -hmm. Oscar and Felix. I was Felix. She was Oscar. We, had, we shared a room, and you can clearly see whose side of the room was whose. I had my, I, even then, I couldn't leave without my bed being made up. My, mm. Everything was in order. But my sister, she was the one that threw stuff everywhere. Sorry, daughter. Um, <laughs> love you. But she was the one that, she, you know, she's uh, not like that now. But she, yeah, growing up, it was just like. So I bet that made for some interesting conversations in that room the two of you had to share. Oh, but you know, you know, then when we were, I didn't even think of it. It was just, that's her. It was, you just stayed on your side of the room. We knew we did have that conversation. <laughs> that's your side. <laughs> this is my, my side. side. So, yeah. So, so you never picked up the habit of cleaning up after her? Oh, no. I, did, I, I don't know. I didn't. I, I really didn't. I just walked past her side or whatever. It got. It was, you know, okay. sharing the room, roommates. So, all right. Mm. That was as a young child. I'm sure, you know, your elders, your mom would always say, you know, baby, clean anytime you want. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You were probably the little girl in the house that was with the broom and the dustpan. Right. Now, let me say this. I, although we had chores, mm -hmm. we, had, we did have to clean, mm -hmm. okay? I was more of an organizer. Mm -hmm. I, I okay. just straightened things. I didn't, I, I didn't mind cleaning, but cleaning wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's cleaning, and I have to tell my clients that I'm not a cleaner. I have cleaning services. Right. I will bring somebody in. Mm -hmm. You know, I do have, that's part of my, my company. But I'm not the cleaner. I will organize. And it's two different streets. Cleaning is your dusting and your sweeping and your mopping and okay. your wiping. Organizing is, is actually bringing some function and structure to an area. So what mm -hmm. is the toughest By job? By decluttering. Mm -hmm. What is the toughest job you've ever had in, in, with a client? to declutter their space? You know, Anita, I would have to say the toughest one would be that lady that had, that was the hoarder. That, that was, that's very, mem it was sad, you know, and I really wanted to finish, you know, everything, but you know, for whatever reasons I couldn't. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that was the, um, that was, that was one that hit you kind of. Cause it's like, it's, I couldn't believe somebody was living like this. Couldn't believe it. So when did you realize that it was quote unquote a condition? 
When did you realize that you had something special that yeah. other people didn't? Right. I, well, when I launched the business, it was 2010. Okay. And I started doing some research online and I reached out to other, I didn't even know it was a professional organizer. I never knew. And just by hearing different pieces, so I reached out to other professional organizers and just got, I said, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a company. Could you give me some tidbits? And then some companies I would call as if I were a client to get some fees so I can structure my mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Um, it's called uh, decency, I'm sorry, decency and order global organizers. Mm -hmm. And the web address, if I can say right now is D O G O global.com. Okay. Yeah. And it just kind of took off or was it a struggle in the beginning? Did you well, have to fight for it or? Let me tell you this. In the beginning, of course, I wanted to organize your papers. I wanted to get in there and get in your closet and all that good stuff. I've done all that. But the, the majority of my clients were budget related. Mm -hmm. They wanted me because I do budgeting mm -hmm. for people because that's another area, you know, um, that's if you don't have it first first of all most people don't have a budget if i ask the average person do you have a, a budget and they'll say oh yeah i have numbers you know written down i said no do you have an excel spreadsheet where you can put it up right now and because you know your budgets change yes. as your finances change so that's just be something uh, i do seminars on that as well but yeah the majority of my clients starting out i had to do budgets for them and put them on a budget showing them their wow. bottom line. Because a lot of people, Anita, they don't know what they're, they don't even know what they're working, working with, let alone what they can afford to buy in the store. And then you're wondering why you're stressed out because you don't have the money. Right. And now right. you got junk that you don't need. That's, that's not healthy for anybody. And then you show up and put it in the um, throwaway pile. Well, I don't just put it. <laughs> now, now I, I'm very, okay, I work with the clients. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't just come in your house and say, oh, yeah, all this can just go in the trash. No, we sit there like you and I are sitting here. Right. And I say, OK, now we, we actually talk about things. Right. But and, if you walk in and somebody has three blenders. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> OK, which one of the blenders do you use the most? Oh, I use that one. OK, does anybody in your family you think could use a blender? Well, yeah, I can get that into my sister. And how about um, donating the other one to someone for a good cause? OK, we can do that. For the, for the most part. But then I have some I have to work a little harder with. They really don't want to depart with those three blenders. But it, ta it takes time. Yeah, I try to get inside the mind and try to figure out why. And then come to find out, oh, that was grandma's from 50 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, it, takes, it takes some work, Anita. It's not, you know, it's not a pill that we both take and it, it happens. Even if it, <laughs> do they hold on to items that don't work? Like the blender that doesn't work. Well, we find out. Clothing that has a broken zipper or. Right. When's the last time you wore that? Oh, about five years ago. You're not going to wear it again. And that's how I say it, just like I'm talking now. You have to be smooth and you have to be that soothing. And you have to take them by the hand. Yeah, it takes all of that. And then after some time, mm -hmm. oh, they're, they're buying. You want dinner and. Everything, they're loving me at the end. Okay, so say I invited you to my storage unit. Uh-huh. And I've got bookcases and boxes and boxes of clothes, yet my closet at home is full. Where would we start, at home or at the storage unit? What I ask my client is, what 
okay, out of all the areas that you just, because I have an assessment sheet, out of what you just given me, which area would you love to see organized the most first? Hmm. What would make you so happy to have that one area? Oh, my office space. Well, that's the area we're going to work in first. Okay. And then we go to the next. Again, it's not overnight. It does take time. One area at a time. And it can, it can get done. Is the entire family usually on board in the beginning? Oh, they love it. And I, it's funny with a lot of husband and wives, I noticed that the wife might be on board with it. And, may, and it may be the husband that's a little, you know, stuff everywhere, or vice versa. The husband is like, yes. Or the wife is like, <laughs> eh. You know, so it's usually the opposite. They say opposite attracts. Right, I don't know. Right. But, yeah, it's usually that kind of way. But then eventually, over time, as you even probably seen in some of those shows, um, what was that, Niecy Nash when yeah, she was coming? Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, the flower. Yeah. And so, yeah, I do want my own television show one day. But uh, <laughs> I do. I actually do. Um, yeah, so then you would go in and, um, mm -hmm. and just, you know, have, just organize. Organize the spaces one at a time. How hard is it to get kids on board? Oh, Once it's not hard. Kids, it. you know, especially when they're, you're young, they're, they're trainable. They're okay with it. They, they, matter of fact, they're a little more trainable than the parents because they're little. Parting with the teddy bear and the favorite tractor, the video oh, games. Oh, now, yeah, well, I haven't really done a lot of kids' okay. rooms. To, okay. Yeah, haven't done a lot. Of, it's mostly the bigger spaces and the, the closets and the garages and the attics and things of that nature. Yeah. Items that they've been holding. But I do to. have a chapter in the book to help parents with children and what to do with toys and things of that nature. What brought the book? What made you? Oh my goodness! It's so funny. I tell you, uh, Anita, um, doing seminars. Mm -hmm. Okay, I do financial. I mean, I do organizing seminars. I do so much. <laughs> yes, you do. I do uh, organizing seminars, mostly women's groups and stuff like that. We have a ball, and um, so I've done that over the years. And then you know, a thought will come, and I'll just start typing up stuff. And then one day at work, two years ago, I guess it was. I started looking at, it was God that tapped me on the shoulder and said, look at this file. Now go over here and look at this one. I just put this zip drive in and, and then I sat there and at my desk and I said, oh, I wrote the book. I didn't realize I had wrote the book all these years. And then I, God showed me how to put it all together to create a book. So everything needs a home, having an organized life. Having an organized life because in the book, I not only show you and, I, and it's an easy read so it's doable um i show you how to organize from a to z right i spell it out to you and then i also talk about your life we talk about stress because you have to have a balance to your life and how the importance of having uh being clutter free you know it reduces your it can reduce your stress level and bring you up some better health because mm -hmm. stress is one of those very subtle subtle killers you don't even know you're stressed out. And just by organizing your life and your surroundings, mm -hmm. you can live a little longer. How would everyone get in touch with Miss Anna Godfrey? <laughs> well, I have an email address um, that is Anna, A-N-N-A, -N -N -A, at D-O-G-O-Global.com. That's dogoglobal.com. And that's also the website. Um, so they can just send me an email. That's how they can contact me. Well. Thank you very, very much.
for doing this interview. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure, and thank you for having me. <laughs>